last time on Critnet. After gathering the last of the material and information needed from Relic to hunt their new quarries down on the second level of the Fracture, the group prepared to set off when two new members to the Guild of No One, Camden and Ela, entered the room. Last-minute names added to the contract, seeming to give a bit more assurance of its success. After exchanging talks about hammers and hunts, the group descended into the fracture, where within the mist they pushed forward towards Mist and Sweat. On the journey they caught a sighting of what may have been the rumored silvered shade that haunts the various levels of the fracture, but all too soon it vanished, leaving them soon within the shadow of the broken outer wall of Mist and Sweat. Hello everyone, and welcome to Critnet, episode 7. We have our wonderful returning guests here. Say hello. Hello. There you go. <laughs> My name's Tris Leader. And I'm Forest Leader. And we're stoked to be here. Um, I Both of us were... Um, cast members. Both of us were cast members on the now-wrapped uh, Myth-Guided Forgotten Lore. Um, and I was recently in the all-TikTok cast of... Off Beaten Path, the musical, a D&D themed choose your own adventure style musical on um, presented on Zoom. You can find me on Twitter at Tris underscore Joy or on TikTok with the uh, same handle. And I also was in the all TikTok cast of Off the Beaten Path and uh, am also a lyricist with uh, Off the Beaten Path musical uh, fantasy and science fiction musical commissions and coming in january i'll also be a guest game master for the crit show on their twitch channel in their series the omniverse chronicles which is on monday nights from 8 to 11 eastern time wow you pulled that out real well good job uh, pay attention uh-huh yeah <laughs> And there's, they've got great stuff going on right now, too. Well, we are more than elated to have you back. Thank and you. the rest of you, we already know about you, so we'll skip everyone else. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, we're boring. Here's a selfless plug. You can also hear about Myth Guided and hear Forrest and Chris on my podcast, Creators and On, if you want to go check it out, too. That was a fun, fun interview. Yes, that was. Yeah. Very good. All right, so... <laughs> Uh, now, you all having just now reached the outer skirts of the city of Mistensweat, where your quarries, the Mourned, lay within, what do you do? Eureka! I, it's finished, guys! Chris is gonna look up at Gaskar and go, thanks for taking my thunder, <laughs> and then he's gonna say, uh, guys... We've been walking for, what, eight, ten hours. Let's find somewhere to dry and rest our feet 
and hopefully we can get out of this water and uh, ring out some socks or something because let's get some rest in before we try to move any further. I agree. My hooves are starting to get waterlogged. Yeah, and I'm like, can we find a place to do some target practice? Because I'm super stoked on this little thing. Mm, it doesn't sound like restful to me, but... I mean, it's a town, isn't it? There's buildings. Hopefully. They're probably full of things that need to be killed, right? Is there a problem with that? I, uh, I don't think so. Uh, DM, apologies. Yes. You said that we came upon a... a it's like big arch. Mm-hmm. With big stone archway, like big walls extending in both directions. Okay. Are the doors closed in the arch? Oh, no, they're open. Are they like broken off? They're smashed. Okay. Um, can, can, I, can I cast identify on this arch? See if there's anything within it or on it that's weird. Sure. Okay. I would like to do so before anybody steps through it. Uh, casting Identify upon the arch, you do not find anything untoward on it. Alright. I'll look at everybody. Um, seems alright, I think. And, uh, a little shut-eye sounds good to me. I would say, especially given your exceptional role last time, and I'll build off of that because a 29 in 5e is very difficult to, uh, achieve, Casting Identify on the arch doesn't produce anything but in focusing on it you do notice in the top right corner some reason gaskar shouting made your head look up and there you see uh a faint humanoid figure just standing not dark or anything but just the outline of one on top of the arch yep just to the right where the wall is i'll look at it and well Maybe they can give us some suggestions on where to go. And kind of gesture up that direction for everybody to see. Okay. You all see the same figure. Does that look like a person to you? No, it looks like another ghost. Uh, can I... I'd like to take a closer look into it and see if it looks anything like the silvered shade that I was suspicious about earlier. Okay, roll a perception check. Still with disadvantage at the moment. But they got keen mongoose eyes. Oh, six. Looks humanoid in shape. <laughs> hey, it was your assistance that helped her see this in the first place, so I will uh, roll it back after that one. But nonetheless. I'm going to look over at Parker and go, Parker, do you think we should just ignore this shadow and go find somewhere, or... What do you think, I'm not quite sure. Hamval, you have prior knowledge of the gods. Do any of them have anything to do with souls or ghosts? Well, there's a good way to die and a bad way to die. I think there are a lot of bad ways to die. Oh, there are very many. I'd like to... Is this thing, like, moving at all? Is it just, like, there? Completely stationary. Um, I pull out the wand between from my right ear, and okay. I shoot off fairy fire at each object in a twenty foot cube. Um, and so I'd like to obviously make that cube for having this thing be kind of like right on the edge, 
of that cube, so it's not illuminating us as well, is outlined in blue, green, or violet light. Unable to resist this, you do see this humanoid suddenly alights, becoming outlined in a cacophony of blue, purple, and green that defines its shape more. You're able to see a shield and a spear at its side and at rest as if it is at uh, at attention. Just standing there. Doesn't move, doesn't react to the fire. Just continues to stare. And I guess with the light, you'd be able to see that it is, in fact, transparent. The light kind of passing through it and bending as it does, creating more of a distortioned image than anything else. It's a soul that is standing guard on this place. I don't think it's going to cause any issues unless we cause an issue with it. Aye. In fact. Oi, you there. You see its head slightly turned down towards you. It's got you standing around so much. It just stares. Talk to him like you're asking for entrance like you would like a, a random city. That's fair. Have we leave to enter, guardsmen? You see him gesture with his spear deeper into the city before returning it to his side. All right. I, I think that's permission enough. What do you guys say we go? Mm. I move forward. Can you ask it if I can blow something up? No. No, I'm not going to do that. But, but... No. Hey, can I blow something up? Ignore him. I'm going to nudge him on my horns and, like, shake him a little bit. Just be like, shut up, dude. Guardsmen, the city is past, and your watch has ended. Go on to your reward. You see his eyes fall to his feet where you cannot see. He's up high. Mm Mm-hmm. Is there purchase? Amongst the rubble, you could climb it fairly easily to get up to him. I will do so. I'm going to put a hand on his shoulder and tell him, don't, this, this is the fracture. Your souls are cursed to be here until we find what's holding the curse. If you go up there, it's not going to turn out well. Sounds like a bunch of superstitious mumbo-jumbo. Everyone deserves a place in the afterlife. And I go up. Um, Before he goes, I want to cast Guidance. Very good. Climbing up this broken rubble is not hard at all. And getting up, you do find this to be a, a humanoid. And getting even closer, a human. Dressed in basic garb, robes, everything transparent. Large shield, spear. But his eyes that had fallen to his feet are trained on a small crumpled piece of paper. I reach down and pick up the piece of paper. It is a letter. And it is sealed on the back and on the front. It says, to my love. And then the name is mildly smudged but you're able to read the last name of Rose and I carry this for you see the guardsmen look to you a small silver bauble hanging around his neck you see his eyes try to train upon first the bauble and then the letter 
and he looks to you and you see a lightly blue colored tear slip by and then kind of fade back into his being as it slightly nods to you and then turns its head back out to the ether. He wears a pendant as you do. He nods and gestures to the left side of the city to a small broken pile of rubble three buildings down. Uh, Crew's gonna shout up and say, Camden, do you see anywhere where you can camp? Uh, I'll take a look around. Are, are you still interacting with the guard, though? I I was. I kind of look back and, and... So, so Cruz, as you say that, I kind of, like, very, like, not hurting-wise, just kind of, like, smack your shoulder, like, give him a moment. We can look at that in a minute. Hey, Camden, is this guy interested in communicating at all, or is he just a statue? Like, because I can't see what's going on up there, my assumption. Uh, I, I've been talking with him this whole time. You think i just talking? <sighs> talking to nothing. Oi, yes. Can you ask him if he's seen a glass oculus anywhere around here? What the hell is an oculus? Can you find? Can you ask him if he knows where a red building with a round window is? Uh, sure. But the rat over there wants to know if you have seen any red buildings with circle windows. You see him point this time straight down the middle of the city into further than you can see. He says yes. Aha. Take it you know where? Ish? Yeah. That way. Okay. Does anybody else want me to ask the Soylent Ghost any questions? At this point, Ela has a very, like, angry look on her like she's just kind of staring down everybody a little bit like I flip and dare you do it do it <laughs> say something hey <laughs> never mind all right uh thank you guardsman I'll carry this to your lady love and I'll uh um as I'm as I'm about to walk down I'll remember Cruz's question and uh, try and see if there's anything that looks like a good place to camp. From where you can see upon the wall, looking out, you do see between the two buildings that is uh, the guardsman pointed out, there are two other ones. Uh, the one in the middle doesn't seem so damaged or so broken. That might be a good place to rest for the night. All right. Oh, there's a place up here that might work. Thank you, guardsman. And I'll I'll um, bring the um, whole arm across my chest and um, brace on the uh, uh, breastplate and uh, give him a nod. The guardsman looks at you, stands up straight, tightens himself up a little bit. And though he cannot breathe, seems as though he takes a breath and reassumes his guardsman position, this time with a little bit more pride. Camden, 
I have an idea and just bear with me. Look at him and take that position again and tell him he is dismissed. No, I don't need to do that. It might be the thing he needs to leave his duty. An officer to relieve him. Absolutely. I'm not an officer. I'm not his officer. And that's not what's keeping him here. All I have to do is take this thing over there and we'll be good. <laughs> so, here. How about I come down and then I don't have to shout down across this pile of rubble at you? It's raining. Don't slip. Thanks, Mum. <laughs> oh, then actually, Ela stifles a laugh at that. Like, legit. Oh, no. Gaskar is definitely giggling right up on top of your head. <laughs> Cruz bends his head back to, like, slide Gaskar off his horns. Um, dexterity save here? <laughs> nah, you're able to either slide off or hold on. It's not that hard. I hold on. Okay. Uh, Parker and Humval, both of you have been in here and observed everything that has happened. No, at this point, I'm just hanging back. Okay. I'm going to lie. Uh, ghosts and whatnot are outside of my field of expertise. I deal with people and running from them. And murdering them. Only if I cannot run away. But this entire place, spited by Darathan. Cruz is, uh, Cruz is going to start walking through the arch. You all pass through. Which building do you go to? I should ask. Um, I'm going to head towards the one that he pointed at bedding down. Getting closer, you realize that entering the city and going a little bit further into it, the mist does seem to dissipate ever so slightly. You're able to now see 30 feet around you without assistance. You begin to see on your right almost identical looking buildings. All of these, though, being much more broken and uh, in ruin than the others. The one he pointed out does seem to be the most whole, and seeing it from this angle, from the main street, it is the back half that has collapsed, but collapsed in full, leaving it still sealed, though the size of the building would do for at least like a warehouse that has... uh, collapsed halfway in. Plenty of room still for anything that would be need done. Uh, Especially for bedding down, it would seem. The building just beyond that, the building the guardsman pointed out to you in particular, Camden, does seem to be a little bit more in ruin. You are able to see the inside, several of the rooms, most of which that have collapsed in on themselves, though the doors that would have been able to allowed access into this particular building have been crushed and seems as though you'd have to scale the rubble in order to get through one of the doors in order to access the rest of the building. Hmm. Look, um, as we're getting to the the warehouse type building, uh, Camden will turn to the group and say, look, I realize there's nothing that requires us to do this, but the guardsman asked me to deliver this letter to his lost love and said she'd be in that building there. Um, so you can bed down and I can go. Um, or uh, 
that we could go together before we do. And and, and then I look at Ela. Ela, who's taken once he says what direction the building's in, I've already taken about five steps that direction, and now I'm waiting. It's only been about eight hours or so. I'm still good for another long march. Eh, wherever his horns go, I go. All right. Well, uh, to put the undead to rest, uh, it looks like we're up for a climb. Does anyone have any rope? Uh, Umval will dump out two sections of rope, each one connected to a grappling hook. I think that will help. Cruz is going to pull out a, a, a rope and grappling hook as well, just out of his out from under his cloak. Uh, bring my claws out just a little bit and get ready for scurrying. So those who are going to use the grappling hooks, make a strength check. Oh boy! So we're, wait, we're at the bottom of like a towery looking thing. The building that's partially collapsed. Oh, okay, Camden would know very, very well. Ela does not climb or do anything that is remotely strength-based. Ela, why don't you hold on to the end of this rope and then when we're up there, I'll pull you up. I will cast guidance on you again because it's probably faded. <laughs> very good. Umval on his, on his roll. A total of 20. Okay. So, on a nat 20, that's a 24. Okay. Maybe Cruz needs to pull me up today, I'm just saying. Cruz is just going to look and just jump right up to the top of it. (laughs) (laughs) This is for throwing grappling hooks, my friend. You are not able to... Um, I don't have a grappling hook. I don't need to do it. Sorry, I thought you... Humval dropped two of them, so I figured you picked one up. Okay, Okay. well... uh, That being... That being the case... uh, Let's see. That comes out to... A glorious eight. (laughs) Eight. With guidance. Makes it halfway up. Uh, you know, it looks like you'd be able to get to another purchase to try again if you'd like. Uh, although Humval's throw and Cruz's throw make it to the top, and so now there are safe ways of scaling the rubble without having to make any other further strength checks, if you desire. I'll just climb up to roll. I don't need, I don't have anything to prove. <laughs> A way is provided when it is needed, yes? I With that strength check, can I just wrap my tail around Leah and just take her up with me? I mean... Do you mean Ela? She'd be having to be willing. I don't know. Uh, Cruz is going to look at her and be like, you can just hitch a ride if you want to go up and we don't have to make multiple runs. I also don't have anything to prove. You will scurry up the rope via your means or other. Some carried, some not. But you are able to make your way to the top of these ropes, uh, precariously perched on some fairly shaky rubble, but you're able to deduce that these buildings were not made very cleanly. Uh, they were put together in a fairly ramshackle way, I mean, best as possible, but with materials down here being not necessarily the best or most accessible, then it's not the best craftsmanship. But having made it up to one of the broken doors, there's about a 10-foot section where you're able to stand uh, 
unimpeded. It seems to be the remnants of some form of living room, as there is a half-buried table where Humval's uh, grappling hook had hooked upon before allowing you all to climb it. And there you stand at a door that leads into the building. Cruz is going to pull his sword and ready his shield right in front of the door. Okay. Before you may, I just knock on the door three times. You knock on the door. You know what? Fine. (laughs) (laughs) I love it when the DM says, fine. (laughs) It's my favorite. Well, (laughs) I mean, I wasn't expecting this, but fine. Uh, (laughs) The door opens, actually, after a polite knock. Before you stands a beautiful elven woman. Uh, Common peasant clothes uh, don most of her. Her hair tied back into two beautiful buns. She looks to be about anywhere between elven years, recent elven years, uh, 20 to about 30. And though it's always been hard to tell with elves. She answers the door, opens it up, and, uh, excuse me, um, yes? There are people still alive down here? Well, I'm here. Uh, does she look alive? Like, I'm looking. Does she look alive? Does she look... I don't know, whatever. Please make a medicine check. Um... Uh, okay, hang on. <clears throat> While she's doing that, I say, Are you Mistress Rose? Uh, no, I am not. I, I do know Mistress Rose, though. And I am sorry. I wasn't able to read her first name. Do you have it? Well, you know her, of course. Uh, Miriam. Uh, Miriam Rose. Uh, yes, I... What was your medicine check? Sixteen. She looks alive. She looks fine and good. It's really nothing untoward. I mean... The air smells of sulfur. I, everything kind of stinks, so. Can I do a check to make sure she's not undead? Like a vampire or zombie? Make a medicine check. It's the same thing. It's the ad- the anatomy of the creature. There's a three. Okay. <laughs> well, as you, uh, <laughs> she, she nods to you. Beautiful. Uh, and uh, mentions you or motions you inside and begins to walk down the hallway. Okay. Um, I'd like to make an insight check. I don't know how you guys do that, if it's something prompted or... Yes, make an insight check on her. I just want to see um, if if it feels like um, she's being genuine, or if she was telling the truth that she knows. Okay. Mistress Rose. Um. Yeah, I suppose this is the question. Do my am like my animal instincts kind of kept ticking earlier with the silvered shade? Is like anything bristling me? Please roll a. Ooh. Gascon, roll a percentile, please. Oh no! A what? I like these. Oh ones. no! Okay. <laughs> I I got a sixteen on my uh, 
insight. 52. 52. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh no, it's already too late. The DM just fist pumped y'all. It's never good. Yes. Oh it's no. Amazing. Oh. So, oh. for your 16, the random genuineness of her uh, her statement as she her eyes did fall and she did seem actually genuinely sad at the mention of the name. Uh, she did seem quite honest, strangely enough. Gaskar, the door opens. And in taking just a few steps and seeing the interior of one of these rooms, the mist begins to almost glow blue around you for a moment, like it's emanating from behind you. I turn around and look at this blue light. There's nothing there. The blue light is gone. (laughs) It's beautiful. What? (laughs) Um, guys, 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 did, guys, did anybody see that blue light just now it looked like it was coming from this way like behind us I just turned around but there's nothing here now it begins to emanate from behind you again and I turn guys it's behind me now again this time when you look back forward you see just for the briefest moment something pass by your face like a tree branch. Do I see him reacting to things at all as I'm standing there? I haven't gone inside it much, but... Bam. You see him beginning to react very strangely, yes. Uh, yeah, there's... What was that? Uh, Gaska, you, are you okay? Um, okay, so there's a blue light that was behind me, and I turned around, and it was gone. And then there's a blue light behind me again, and I turned around... And this time I saw like this glowing blue tree branch thing like zip past my face and now it's gone again. This is seeming familiar to you, Gaskar. You have seen this many, many times. Is this from the dream? Mm -hmm. It's seeming very, very familiar. Suddenly, every single one of the hairs of my body is bristled, and I grab, um, like, I have my knife in hand. I am ready to go. Guys, I think we're in danger. Um, can, Cruz is trying to keep up with the mongoose on his head that went from nice and calm to angry tomcat, burying all of his claws. Um, Cruz is trying to keep up with his movements as he's whipping back and forth. Can't really see anything because he's trying to keep up with him. He still hasn't released his guard of sword shield. He still has that withdrawn out. Um, And Cruz is going to say, Gaskar, I don't don't know what's wrong with you, but this this does not feel right. There shouldn't be people alive in a destroyed city filled with monsters. Where are the monsters? Why aren't we seeing it? Um, at this point, I you see me snap my fingers, and this little uh, 
almost a spider-esque sort of thing runs down, right, runs up from my fingers up onto my shoulder and uh, mounts on it. And it looks like it's got a little gun. Okay. Elo, you were going to do something? Yeah. Um, is So I haven't gone really inside, maybe like kind of in the doorway. Mm-hmm. Um, is Cam- like... I still see Camden with this with this chick. Yes. Okay. Camden, have you followed her? Oh, Kyle? absolutely. Or yeah. All right. Yes. I I uh, uh, calling after him. I just go. Hey. What? Things not right. Is is there a problem? I was talking to you. Oh, my apologies. So Cruz would be in between uh, her and Camden. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. So Cruz is just going to say, Camden, don't. Don't go further. This this doesn't feel right. Hmm. I'll, um, I'll turn facing um, into the building away from the others. And, um, uh, briefly tracing along my arm uh, or just like briefly like uh, moving my fingers down my arm I'm going to uh, say the the prayer of invocation for uh, detect evil and good oh. hey and what is that for a is that a save or no I don't think so uh, it doesn't do anything to it's, it's just, just to I know. am able to detect the presence of various things the aberration fiend face celestial elemental or undead you also know if a place or object has been consecrated or desecrated. Thank desecrated. you. Sorry. Brain late at night. Oh, good. <laughs> Tea consecrated. That's not right. Uh, and it is a concentration spell. As these players have thrown the DM off and he is cycling through his mounds of D&D books. Sorry. Through. No, I just needed this. <laughs> you, ah, I have it here. <laughs> Sorry. One of the advantages of just recently looking at these creatures. You remember that pipe dream as a DM that you could prepare for whatever your players are going to throw at you and you could just you be know, prepared for really, all that? I learned very early in my DMing career that that's not how things work. Um, ever. Who, who is closest to the door right now? Probably me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the guy who probably the made the door. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was. I'm gonna throw amazing. my hold portal magic attack to her, and I'm gonna say it's called hold portal, and I'm gonna say cast this on the door so it doesn't shut on us. All right. Do I know GM? Do I know how to work these things? Tris is new to uh, this particular world. <laughs> so, interestingly enough, for the design of magic tech drives. 
you are able to activate this via its ability to just be used the spell being like infused into it you just have to exert your will in order to make the effect happen oh okay to remove these because it is annoying <laughs> looks painful Frack. sorry that made me glad to not have hair good job sorry. apologies Okay, so it is able to detect fiend, fey, uh, undead, correct? Celestial, elemental. Aberration. Aberration. You could just correct me, it'd be okay. I did. What's <laughs> funny is, uh, you do not get a ping on this creature. Oh, and consecrated or desecrated. Sorry. Within 30 feet. There is no ping upon your sense for this that is particular person. incorrect, actually. I ping. Why? I'm because a satyr is fey. Oh, yes. Well, you you ping. The satyr suddenly pops up. Uh. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that, however. Yes, no. This particular woman does not ping as anything untoward in regard to those categories, which is actually something that surprised me personally. All right. Uh, with everybody like on their like hyper alert guard to say well keep watch then and I keep following her in okay I'm gonna stay at the door Uh, I'm gonna go with it I'm not leaving and I hop down right quick so do you like like just kamikaze off the side of the horns to the floor or do you climb down how does that go Oh, I just jumped down. Okay. Um, no, I'm not going to actually catch you, but as soon as you get to the floor, I'm going to be like right there, nose to nose with you. Hey. Tell me what you know. So I have dreams like once a week, maybe even more, where I see that tree branch that I saw as it's whacking me in the face while I'm being chased by some figure that I cannot see in the distance. And my form has been different. And every time I wake up, it's right after I jump off a waterfall. We're in a really wet spot. I have to interpret that. Neither do I. But all I know is every time I have that dream, I am racked with fear. And I am not somebody who spooks easy. You know, I believe that, but I need my partner. I'd be worried. You, I think so. What do I do? I'm going to have my little spider-like device crawl up onto her shoulder. And... Oh, God. If you want it to fire, safe shoot. And that thing will shoot out. Uh, f- it'll become a flamethrower. Oh. Very weird. Um, thank you. And very close to your face. Um, thank you. And I... You you can have it crawl it out onto your wrist and be like a, a wrist mount if you want. I just figure it's easier to pivot if it's there. But do with what you want. Oh. All right. Okay. Um, thank you. And I'll stand up and I will follow Camden. Probably, I don't know how far he is down the hall now, probably 30, 40 feet behind. Mm-hmm. 
You quickly catch up to him, being led by this mysterious woman. Oh, and Cruz, who's probably in front of me. Oh, yeah. Cruz, who's going down as well. So behind Cruz, and Cruz, you catch up to Dalen. Oh, yeah, Cruz, the giant tiefling, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and for the record, that that is the thing that I was working on, more so for narrative purposes. It's it from, from Triss's perspective, it's so cool, and I love everything about it. <laughs> Eldritch Cannon. Leading down to the end of the hall, she turns down a set of stairs, just a single flight that lead down to what would be the ground floor. Down another hall, she stops three doors down out of the six, turns and opens the door. Yes? Uh, just to, to clarify that the detect evil and good is a concentration spell that lasts for um, 10 minutes. Ah, detect evil and good. Ah. And yeah, it that's it's it's all of the things still, just the Bay Fiend Celestial Undead. Uh I already forgot. Aberration, Aberration. Fiend, Fave, Celestial, Elemental, or Undead. I just have it pulled up. That's consecrated right. and desecrated. Yeah, area. Yeah. Okay. So as soon as something comes within thirty feet of me. I will know. Okay. I get... Okay. Then within 30 feet of this doorway, you would detect an undead presence within. Very good. Okay. So with most of you having filed down this stairway, the woman stops in front of this door and opens it. Hey everybody, this is Chris Cornish, your audiomancer for Critnit. I just want to take a little time out to ask you to do a couple of things for us. Find us on Twitter and follow us if you haven't already. We are at crit underscore n underscore it. Also, if you could please leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Google Podcasts or wherever else that you find us, it would help other people find us and get the story out to others. And speaking of the story, let's hop back into it. Inside you will find dear Rose. Thank you. I didn't catch your name and I apologize. Oh, uh, we have many names. Um, but mine is Lorelai. Lorelai. Pleasure. My name is Camden. Camden. And what, Mr. Camden, uh, are you here for, if I might ask? Something lost. You are not here, might I ask, to destroy these dear specters, are you? I am trying to free the specters. Sir Abel. But that's not You see her crack a smile. I can sense what is on. This is not your true purpose. Prove what you are here to do. And she motions inside. 
He walks through the door. Through the door you find quite the scene. A half-destroyed room. The bed crushed beneath a large stone. The dresser thrown to the side, seemingly completely sundered once the building collapsed. You see in the far right corner a woman staring out a window. Broken and shattered, the glass is everywhere. She is a specter. Her hand set upon the uh, windowsill, just looking out longingly. Below her, you find a skeleton clutching a single rose with a small metallic band around the stem. Mistress Rose. You see her head turn to you. I have a letter for you. Begins to move towards you, walking, but alas, her feet not necessarily touching the ground. She comes to you. Reaches up. I hold it and place it in her hand. It's strange. As she grasps it, you see the paper actually begin to crinkle. She begins to open the seal and unfurl the letter. For but a few moments, you see, similar to the guard, a single tear slip past and disappear back into her transparent face. She looks to you for a moment before beginning to fade. A small silver bell upon her neck falls to the ground, her entire being seeming almost to collapse into a single blue dot in front of you, before it falls like a water droplet and splashes onto the small metallic sphere, which then gains small lines that begin to strike through it, and the letter floats to the ground quietly. Um, I will pick up the pendant and up the letter. Okay. And very carefully fold the letter back up and put it into a pack and into my like pocket or like someplace that I can keep it safe. Probably in the uh, like a side pouch of of my backpack. Okay. And then I'll uh, I'll turn and walk out. I'll just continue out of the building and out past Gascar and out to the wall as long as, like, any, without saying anything. And You know you're going past everybody yep. else, right? Because we're all right behind you. Absolutely. Okay. I just turn and walk. I touch you as you go by. Dude. I'm not done yet. Leave it. I'll let you pass. All right, James, you were going to say something. Uh, I was just following. At the time that... You pass Gaskar. Do you make any eye contact or anything with him, or are you just like deadpan walking past? Oh, I mean, I'd give him a nod. Okay, because <laughs> that was gonna freak Gaskar the heck out. <laughs> yeah, just a, a little like nod of the head. It's all good, kind of thing. You know, I don't say it's all good. And I, uh, I walk back out and I climb back up the wall 
uh, to the guardsmen. Oh. Climbing the rubble back up, you notice even at a distance, the lonely figure of the guardsman is not there. Mm. However, there is another figure standing in his place. You see an old human man standing there in what looks to be a dirty leather apron, just covered in various uh, pieces and bits of uh, dust and rubble. And you see him holding in his hand a small silver bauble with blue lines through it. Uh, so I approach. Okay. I see that you were doing as you were told to do. You are just, but I do not believe that returning these things is the right decision. Why? We are here to protect what this place is and these people. And we will do so no matter what. Thank you that you have the right to keep these people from the afterlife they are meant for. We would release them if we could, but we can't. Only the living, well, the not necessarily unliving as we are not, but we are also not. We lack the ability to fulfill these people's desires, and we have been guarding this place for quite some time. We await when people like you come and disregard the very life that these people once lived and destroy them to collect these. We will not stand by while this happens. Can I hear this happening? If you followed him, you would hear it. Yeah. Where's the whole party at at this point? Have we all followed him? Have you all followed him? I, did. I was right on his heels. Uh, as soon as Cruz would have walked by, I would have um, like done a little hop with the expectation of landing on an elbow and scurrying up to the horns again. Oh yeah, I, I put I put my shield down for him to run up my shield up, up to my shoulder. Okay. Um, when I hear disregard, I pull out my rapier and I shout up that direction. Disregard. You know who you're speaking to. I do not. Who am I speaking to? You should educate yourself. I'm gonna nudge Gaskar with a horn and say, "Who is he speaking to?" See important. And I look at Cruz and I say, not in the slightest. That's not the point. And I look back up. Oh, okay. Okay. What is interesting about once you shout, you should learn who you are. Camden, you see him still holding the bauble. Just slip it into his front pouch of his leather apron and then slip and disappear just almost like collapse in front of you. You see a a thick globule suddenly move down the wall, slithering as it does across the rubble, 
and then appear in front of you, Ela, reforming into the old man, and lean into you. Then educate me. Who are you and whom am I speaking? <laughs> I look up at Camden as I laugh. What is it you want here? You gone. We guard this place. Why? Are you not part of the guilds? Perhaps. Why does that matter? He produces the small sphere. Do you know what they do with these once they reach the surface? Should I? I would imagine if you were harvesting them for them, that you would want to know what you are dealing with and what happens to the objects that you give these people. Hmm. What exactly makes you think I give them to them? Or give them anything, really? Because you are guild members. <laughs> and I have, let's just say, explored the minds of plenty of them to know what happens to these when they leave. What is the hmm. appearance of this man? An old, weathered human. What's he wearing? A dirty leather apron, torn clothes, covered in dust and rubble. Hmm. Now that he's down and closer to us, the, the object that he was holding, not the bubble that he put away, but this new one, is there a way I can identify it? It's the same bubble. Oh, it's, it's the same bubble? Yeah, this... he just produced it from his pocket. Oh, can I identify that? Uh, roll an Arcana check on it. Nice, nat 19, so 23. 23. Looking closer at it, you would recall a long, long ago spell from your studies. Not really much of an interest, but it had a funny name, so you recalled it. It was known as Soul Jar, and it was a spell that would capture the soul of a creature within an object and keep it there for permanency. If I can just deduce that that's what they've done with these people. Seems as though it is most likely. Okay. But leaning in closer again to you, it is all the same. You are all the same. And so I have taken a stand to protecting these people against people like you. <laughs> to put such a label on all shows a very high level of ignorance, my friend. Perhaps you should look a bit closer if you've said you've looked at so many minds. While, while this is happening, Camden is going to sigh and start climbing down the wall. <laughs> okay. Okay. Grumbling a bit. Oh, yes. He interlaces his fingers and then begins to study you very closely. I don't flinch or back away. I just hold him. Is anybody close to me? Any of our, anybody besides Camden, like right up next to me? 
everyone yeah. else has joined. Cruz is right okay. there with you. Anybody who's close enough to be looking at me as he starts to like really stare at me, um, my eyes go from kind of normal like blue brown to just straight white across. But I hold his gaze. <laughs> well, I do have one question to ask you. Does a 26 hit? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> that's, that's cute. <laughs> I liked that, that you asked me at least. <laughs> I, of course, I have to ask. Just to make absolutely sure. You take seven points of damage. Ouch. As the arm of the man hits you in the head. It has turned into what looks like almost like a, a polyp of some sort. But when it hits your head, it sticks mm-hmm. and stops. In a moment, you find yourself reliving days, weeks, months, years of your life. And in a flash of nigh-blinding white light broken by several memories, you feel your facade begin to almost drop and waver as you are unable to concentrate as to which form, what second you are in, what moment of your life, what are you at this moment. And then... Oh, this is a... This would be cool from the outside. (laughs) It releases. It begins to retract back to him. What do we see when he does that? You see her form begin to shift and shimmer. You see almost a, a dragonborn, a, an elf, a human, a halfling, female, male, long hair, short, everything. Just kind of in a moment, just kind of begins to haze before she wants it in. After the polyp tears off of her head, settles back down into her current form. Can I, before he, before that polyp gets back to this to his side, can Cruz? Or before disconnection were ahead, Cruz is going to try to cut it off. Just to see the exact effect, make a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> Natural 20, so 26. 26. <laughs> that means I'm not going to be able to hit the broadside of a barn in our fight, but that's okay. Yep. <laughs> that dice is spent. <laughs> I'll take a picture of it to prove it. So upon being hit, feeling your your mind be attacked, you do not take any extra damage or effects to you. But as its arm once again kind of retails to itself, Cruz, please make your attack. 23. 23. Uh, You do hit... As all of this is happening, do I have any inclination of whether this this individual, this thing, has, like, uh, malicious intent? Uh, at the moment, surmising that it has retracted itself and seems very, very much like it just said, well, fine. Yeah. It has that kind of look, look on its mat, on its face of, you said prove it and it did. It doesn't look like it's any more malicious towards you at the moment. Like it's readying for a, a brawl. Uh, so as Cruz, as you swing, I say, no, wait. St-. Obviously too late, but. Actually, it's really important you said that for Gascar's sake. 
because <laughs> I was about to say fire to my thing and have it blast a cone of fire. But oh yeah, because it's on me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does twelve damage take his arm off? Oh no, no. Wait, twelve damage doesn't take his arm off. Oh no. <laughs> No. Oh, guys, we're so screwed. <laughs> <laughs> With so, my sword covered in this silver powdery stuff. Ah, well, considering your sword was silvered. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're my hero. <laughs> it's fun to be a DM. Uh-huh. It's fun to lead people on and play the game while you're playing the game. All right. You strike the creature and its arm as it's kind of retracting back kind of bends at a very sharp angle for a moment before retracting back into a human hand. He looks to you angrily but looks back. Well, now I understand. Right? You are not who I would have initially expected. You are not down here for reasons others are. And? I have yet to know if I can trust you, though. Hmm. And I look at... Your friends, at least. I, you, and I suspect him up there have both proven your metals. I don't know. Give them a chance, perhaps. And what would you expect of us in order to prove that we are not like the other that you've become not so fond of. Succeed in calming the spirits of two more I know and I will lead at least two of you to something you desire very greatly. Yes, I possess that which you desire. I have it. Is he looking at me still? Yes. And up to Damon, or Camden. And I sense that which he is referring to. You can surmise that the thing that he is referring to is in fact the object that has drawn you here. Right. Does he, what I mean is, is it within 30 feet of me? The object? Yes. No. Considering you're 30 feet of hallowed or desecrated. No, it is not. Though those objects are most certainly hallowed. Can I do an insight check to see if I think he's telling the truth? Please roll. Nope. Don't know. I'm absolutely sure he's telling the truth. You're pretty, though. <laughs> the, the goo man is very difficult to read. Uh, coming up behind you now, you see Lorelai walking just up the street. And you hear them both say at the same time and in tandem, follow us. And they turn and begin to walk down the street. As they do that, I say, a moment... They stop. I've traveled long through all of this, and I would imagine you can appreciate mortal limitations for rest and food. Might we have such? 
You shall. I have the most appropriate accommodations, if you desire. A place where you can rest with good food. Follow us. And they continue on. I'll turn and look to the others. I think they're well-meaning at least. Are you willing to go with us? I jump from Cruz's horns over to your shoulder. <gasps> All right. I'll uh, raise up my little, on my fist up up to him. Found like it. A, yeah. <laughs> As they bro out there for a second, I look at the other three. I just assume that each speaks for the other. Uh, you would be correct. Cruz is just staring at the, the individual. He's, he can't bring himself to trust this guy. And first off, I don't. Cruz doesn't know what he did to you, and he doesn't know what's going happening to you. And all he can tell is whatever the goo guy did made you shift through crazy things. He doesn't know if that was your body doing it or his something about him making you do that. Cruz is, is uneasy. Everything in his body is screaming, don't trust this goo. Whom's just going to pound a fist on your armor? Just once, just that uh, camaraderie of bunk. I kind of, I just kind of look back at you, nod. Come on, let's see what's going to happen. You can all die. She is either, we are either all going to die, or we will see someone who has been personally blessed by Sigwin. Well, I can tell you this. They're not undead. They're not angels or demons. They're not elementals. Something different. There's something different. And I turned to Cruz. No, I wouldn't trust. But we're here. Or you could go home. And I smile. Well, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving you guys. That's just not me. But I'm not going to trust them. So we have to stay on our guard. Always. Always. I don't think anybody said, hey, let's go be stupid. Have you heard Cruz talk? <laughs> Mr. Pratt. I hate everything that's going on here, but I'm grossly curious. <laughs> I, I I elbow Camden and say see I knew I liked him well that makes someone I'm just kidding I don't know you enough to know if I like you or not shut up <laughs> but you are you are justified he is the worst bard he sings nothing happy he is upset all the time you you take that back oh what you're going to pout at me come on hey <laughs> you've never inspired me <gasps> <laughs> well, wow. Then it will never happen. A cruise is going to look at Parker and say, I find you very inspiring. Uh, well, thank you. And with that, he's going to sheath his sword and say, but I'm with you guys. Well, with someone like your inability to play an instrument still getting into bard school, someone has to be proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. 
I thought it was dark enough down here without throwing shade like that. (laughs) I will nod at all of the men and start walking behind our weird um, tour guides. Okay. And and, uh, real quick, I'll Mm -hmm. I'll quickly uh, step up with her and, and in a low voice say, you're right. It's been better, but it's been worse. Right? At least they talked to us, right? Do you feel yourself? I look myself over. I don't know. Do I look myself? Always look yourself. <laughs> then you have your answer. Right. All right. Continuing on, it's strange. Uh, does anyone have a passive perception over 15? No. Over 15 or 15 and over? 15 and over. Oh, yes. Parker Prax, Ayla, and Humval. All three of you notice something strange about your little tour guides. As they're walking back towards the uh, center of town, past the three buildings that you guys saw earlier, you enter into what seems to be almost like a large um, marketplace. You see a uh, place advertising a carpenter, a mason, pottery, blacksmith, sculptor, you name it, seems to be in the center area. Most of it pertaining to building, as this place was set up rather quickly, and this is probably all that could be sold as any form of currency or uh, good down here. But in the center of this all is a plaza. And in the center of the plaza is what looked to be a great fountain, but it has been sundered and broken. As they are walking past it, you notice thin silver lines exiting out of this cracked and broken fountain in the hole that delves within. You see these thin silver lines connecting themselves to the very ends of the heels of your two tour guides as they pass by. And continue on. Can I get a knowledge nature on that? Uh, you can get a knowledge nature on that. Alright. So that is a 21? In the southern sandlands in small amounts or small vials of a black tar-like substance. It was usually said to be a very potent poison slipped into the black coffees or various very dark teas of people who had a uh, very burning desire to see someone perish very quickly. Now, these... uh substances were almost seemed to known to move around in their own vials and kind of writhe by themselves. This seems very similar to those. And you'd recall the name of the poison as Black Pudding. And as these two tour guides or creatures continue on, you see them pass by a small, almost like a manhole, in two silver lines and connect to their feet as the ones behind detach and slip back down into the hole. And Parker and uh, Ayla, you'd both see that as well. I'm going to call it out that 
those look an awful lot like uh, these poison I know of called uh, black pudding. Do I make, can I make a check? Make a history check. Because you would have studied old creatures. And let's see, what would... That's another nat 19 for a total of 23. Learning in your bard college of tales of old, you would have recalled, at least in one portion, singing a song of a great hero named Vesemin. And Vesemin was known as the great slayer of oozes. Would traipse through various dungeons and slay the bloody things. It wasn't a very... It was more of a tale of, you know, the uselessness of adventurers on occasion and them getting lost in the frivolous work, but finding passion in it nonetheless. And it is in recalling this story that this sounds an awful lot like an ooze. Black black pudding, you say? I believe it's what they were putting in people's coffee. If, if I do recall, black pudding is a type of ooze. No, I said it was a poison. Oh, well, this ooze might secrete the the poison used, but I believe it is an ooze. The 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 blubby slime monster. Correct. Ah. Well, if it is, it's uh. Well, they are more than just an ooze because. They have a consciousness because they have morality, sense of good and evil. Elsewise, they'd have done something else by now. So, whose it may have been, whose it may be from, but one is not merely what you're made of. You all, at this point, reach the building in which they had been leading. A redstone building with a shattered octopus on top. The blue shards broken out and laid upon the ground. Reaching the door, they stopped. 